You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Right. Hey, Jason, you're obviously very intentional about a lot of the things you want to do, including that and how, what you wanted to accomplish in the game. And I'm wondering, you know, what has the finals experience and this whole run been like as a superstar player compared to what you expected and all that has come with it? Uh... It, it, it's, it's, it's been a lot. Uh, you know, this is, this is a dream come true, you know, playing in the finals. Uh, you know, as a competitor, you know, this is what you work for, right? You want to be the last team standing. You want to hold up that trophy. Uh, so I think to have the a golden opportunity, um, you know, right at your fingertips, just taking full advantage of it. You know, you don't want to have any regrets. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, win or lose, you want know, to feel that you gave it your all. Uh, and that's all you can ask of, of, of anybody. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people want to debate. Uh, you know, I guess you just comment about the superstar, you know, whatever that means, right? I'm sure that I've, I've seen there's a huge debate. Is he a superstar? Is he not? Uh, I want to know where that came from. Like, did I tweet that? Did I ever say that I'm a superstar or, you know, I'm on the verge? Like, I, that never came for me. But it has been a big deal this last year and a half or two years. Um, and I see it all the time. And there's always been a question in the back of my head. Like, I wonder who spoke on my behalf or, or said that or why that was such a big deal. Um, but, you know, if you win a championship, they can debate a lot of things. They can debate whether or not, you know, you're a champion. So, um Obviously, lost the other night, uh, and just looking forward to bouncing back tomorrow. You know, first final games at home and at the Garden. Uh, it's going to be fun, so I'm looking forward to it and enjoying this experience. Thanks, Jason. You know, it is, you know what it is. It's the sizzle in the building. Hotter than ever. Always hot. Always fire. Always that hot fire. It's like lava pouring down your radio, pouring out of your speaker box, pouring out of your face. Well, okay, maybe not your face. Because mm. if lava pours on your face, it may not be there. But anyway, as long <laughs> as your ears are there and you can hear it, then it's the sizzle. You know who's in the building. He's Rich Sizzle. We've got our guest today, M-Train Sizzle's in the building. And you know who I am. I'm G-Sizzle. This is what we do. We get ready to talk about the hottest topics in sports. So right now, there's nothing hotter outside of probably every old baseball manager except the White Sox manager being fired. But we'll talk about that later. Right now. You've got game three, the biggest game. This is for all the marbles. This is for all the enchiladas. This is for every taco in the building. This is, well, it's game three. I don't, I mean, I don't really know what else it is. It's game three. But right now you've got a tied up series. Golden State with one, Boston with one. We're going back to TDF Garden. You're going back to do the thing in Boston. You're getting ready to get to the getting. It's going to get gritty. It's going to get nasty. And gentlemen, all I can say is one thing. Are you ready for game three? Definitely. Definitely? Okay. This is a statement game right here, man. What kind of statement? I mean, this is a game. <laughs> this is just a game. This is not oh, a statement. Oh, this is more than a game right here. Hey, oh. hey, this is right here. Hey, I look at it like this. This is just your boy. This is this is train. Okay. This mm -hmm. is Going to the gardens. Mm -hmm. History. Nothing but history on the walls. 
history on the court. I mean, you, you got to show out. Got to. I mean, you don't know. My goodness. This is Tatum. Hey, Tatum has to, hey, he has to lock this down. This is, hey, last game, we're not even worried about last game. Last performance, out the window. Golden State, whatever. Hey, needs to erase, fresh. We'll be back at home, making a statement here, getting the W, and let's go to game four. All right, all right. Okay, well, I'll work with that. I'll work with that. But, Rich, here's the thing. Jason Tatum now is at the centerpiece of every conversation about greatness in basketball right now. Is he the next superstar? Is he the next LeBron? Is he the next Kobe? Is he the next Michael? And Jason Tatum says two things. Number one, beating Golden State is not rocket science. It's a game. And number two, I never said that I was a superstar. Who said it? Point them out. Show me where they at. Where they go. Who they at? I never said I was a superstar. So, Rich, is this man a superstar? Or is he just a heck of a basketball player? Well, right now, you're in the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. You are probably the biggest, it, it, ironically, you're the number two seed in the East, but you are the biggest underdog ever to make it to the Finals. No one predicted them to get this far. Most people said Milwaukee. Some people said Miami. A few people said the Bulls. I didn't hear too many people say Boston. Oh, I'm sorry. They also said the Nets. If you go way, way early in the beginning of the season. No one said Boston. So now you're here and you are the driver of this bus mm -hmm. onto the finals. You drove this team. You were the man. You are absolutely a superstar. You were the guy that Boston said, you guys can have that number one pick because we know who we want and you're not going to draft him anyway, but we know he's great. That was his legacy coming in and he's lived up to that hype. They've gotten rid of players. They still manage to do what they do. He is absolutely a superstar. He's earned that right to be called that. If you take your team to the finals, regardless of who it is, and the ever the the lineup that he had to go into, regardless of whether you want to talk about this team was hurt, that team was caught off guard, you're still in the you are still in the finals. He's earned that right to be called that. Okay. I don't see why not. And I don't see. They talked about this under number and things like that. He had a good game in game two. Mm -hmm. Just nobody else kind of showed up. He had to put everything on his shoulders, and he's young. So it takes a little while to be built like that, to say, okay, no one else is going to step up. I'm going to keep on going. After a while, you're going to run out of little fuel. I think that's kind of uh, – I mean, there's a lot we can talk about with game two as far as uh, what could have went wrong, what did go wrong, I should say, with Boston. Uh, but I don't think Jason Tatum was one of them. One, the shot wasn't falling. He turned into a playmaker, had 13 assists. Game two, came out the box like, this is my game. I think he went six for eight from three in game two. However, Mr. Rose, he still hasn't made that superstar leap, that we win because of me leap that you like to say. Yep. What do you expect him to counter with as the series heads back to Boston? If you notice, for the most part, when you show him shooting the ball, it's on the perimeter. When mm -hmm. you see him driving the ball, it's two pass. He had a couple of opportunities where he drove and he finished strong at the hoop. Here's a stat that I want you to watch for Jason Tatum. Free throws attempted. Mm. One of the things that allowed his game to grow, besides the fact that he improved his ball handling crazy, is that he got stronger 
was able to absorb contact and get himself to the free throw line. I want to see him taking more free throws than threes. I want to see him taking more free throws than threes. And also, the other thing I would like to see him do is attack the rim with ferocity to dunk. Not to Mm. lay it up, not to do a floater, not to do a runner, to dunk. If you look at the Golden State Warriors, who's their shot blocker? Kevon Looney? Who's their shot blocker? Draymond, I guess. Right, right. So you have to attack the bucket to dunk. And when that happens, a, you might get the Warriors in foul trouble, and I want to give Wiggins a lot of credit for his defense, and shout to Gary Payton returning to add another defensive player to take pressure off of Jordan Poole. See, bringing Gary Payton back took pressure defensively off of Jordan Poole, and it allowed Jordan Poole to actually get going in the third quarter. So if you're Jason Tatum and these guys are on you, they're not going to block your shot. Mm-hmm. So you got to attack the basket to lay up sometime to dunk almost every time because they don't have uh, an elite rim protector that's going to challenge him athletically. So the way that he started game two, I was like, oh, he saw what happened in game one. He's coming out firing. He's hitting contested threes. I think he had four threes in the first quarter. How come he wasn't able to continue that momentum and carry it into the third quarter and fourth quarter? Because playing in the NBA Finals, it's really hard for somebody to score 25 points in multiple games. And so when Al Horford does that in game one, that's his game to help the team win. We'll look back like we did when the Raptors won it and looked at all of the players that had their 20-point game to finally help them win the championship. So if you're Jason Tatum and you see that you've gotten off to great first halves against the Heat and or the Celtics and, and or the Warriors, but it doesn't necessarily lead to great second halves. So what I would like to see him do is to attack early to try to get the Warriors into the bonus and also contact, attack that way in the second half. It seems like he, he, he goes very aggressive in the first half and he doesn't have the, the energy to maintain that aggression in the second half. So he got to pace himself. That's why I talked about getting to the free throw line. Because it's tough every time, Jacoby, to make a contested shot when you're the go-to guy. Yep. Like that, that is a tough way to live. And so getting to the line, that'll slow the game down some for him. I think that will allow him to be able to now pace himself and be very productive for four quarters, not just in the first half. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe. To ESP. That was game. So he played 34 minutes and he has six rebounds, three assists, and 28 points. Okay. Yeah, but like, he, so, no, he, he did he did his job in game yeah. two. That but, makes it even better. Now, with you saying that, now you can say, all right, then, guess what, partner? He's the first person to win the Larry Bird trophy. You never had the Larry Bird trophy won by Celtics. The wasn't named Larry Bird. His name is Jason Tatum, not Larry Bird. He's great. He's the greatest all <laughs> Time Celtic is not Larry Bird, I think. I don't know. But I do know this. I know this M-Trade. I know he's coming up against probably the best shooting team in the world and the greatest point guard of all time, the greatest shooter of all time in Steph Curry. Yeah. So, again, can we say that Jason Tatum is a superstar at this point?
I think this. There, there comes a time in a player's career where he needs to separate himself as that guy. You know, I feel like there's the, the great ones and then there's the really, really good ones. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty much teetering, tottering on that line from good to great. And I mean, look, I mean, just look at all the, all the best players in history. You had Kobe Bryant, you had LeBron, you got your Jordans, your Scotties, you know. I mean, you you have though, you know, you have those players that had to do something great to put themselves on that pedestal. And I feel like this is Jason Tatum's opportunity to put himself on that pedestal and to show not only to Boston, but also to the rest of the NBA and say, to take the Celtics down, you got to go through me. Mm. Okay. All you right. Know, you got to go through him. You have to go through him. You but know, it's somebody, not a one team, it's a one Superman team. I, I don't think it's a one Superman team, Rich. I think this is a super team that's put together. I think it's a very underestimated team. We talked about some of the great teams. We've talked about the Heat. We've talked about what they did and what they were able to accomplish and Jimmy Butler coming in. We don't talk about how great. We're not talking about the greatness of a team that had the best record in the NBA since January. Since the turn of the calendar, the mm-hmm. best team was the Boston Celtics. Right. But with that given, the most deadly team in the past six, seven years is Golden State Warriors. So right. regardless of how we think they've been a great team, you still got to get through Golden State if you want to make that statement, as M-Train said earlier. So is this just another game for Golden State, or are they coming in to make a statement in TD Garden? Yeah, they better come and make a statement. We're talking about a team that's had a couple of years hiatus from the big dance. Injuries and everything else like that, minus Kevin Durant, which Draymond Green reminds you, they they got there before him just fine. They won a championship without him just fine. Now you got to go and win another one without him just fine. There are teams very similar if you look at how they've been built. They're core players. Curry, Thompson, Draymond Green, we're all drafted. Mm -hmm. Warriors, same thing with the Celtics. So you're looking at what I consider basketball at its finest. Teams that got built from the ground up and made it here. Obviously, you've got a few few players here and there that have trickled in, like Al Horford on the Celtics, and you've got Wiggins over on the Warriors and things like that. But for the most part, you're talking about two teams that made it through the draft and built their players up. We've talked about it in other shows. Steph Curry, yeah. We took Steph Curry off his team. He could still be a dynamic and great point guard somewhere else. Maybe, maybe not with Klay Thompson's injuries. And, and, and Draymond, like we said, I, I don't know what he would be outside of the words. They make a great team. The same thing with Boston. They're core players. They make a great team. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tiff, They make a great team, great core. Where would they be somewhere else? I don't know. But those three on there, they make a great team. So we're looking at three great teams raised up. Uh, you're like, like M. Train said, you're in the garden. Mm-hmm. That is uh, where legacies are built. And you're Jason Tanner. You're already building your legacy there, just like Larry Bird did and all the other Boston greats. But for you to go into there, and win 
win definitively, mm -hmm. that is what builds your legacy. That is what made people like Michael Jordan so dynamic. It's like, okay, yeah, you might have the better team, but I'm going to show you what I got in here. Same thing when he goes to New York and plays in places like that. This is the big stage. This is a huge stage, in my opinion, for Golden State. You can talk about whatever you want about going to Miami, about going to Cleveland, or wherever else. It ain't like the Garden. That is like a serious basketball place to play at. So you better bring it. Yeah, it's one of those things now where you're beginning to ask yourself, is this going to be that back and forth series? Now, I've had a lot of people, they've left comments in the chat. They've left comments on our page. They've said, okay, well, Celtics in seven, Golden State Warriors in six. It's one of those things. I'd like to see a good seven-game series out of them. I think they could pull it. But, M-Train, let me ask this. As this series keeps moving forward and you keep giving Golden State you know, a little breathing room. You found out the same thing with the Celtics last series and two series before that. If you don't close them out, they will find a way to come back and win a series. So let me ask you, M, is this the game, game, this game three, is this the pivotal game that the Celtics bring their defense back and hold off Golden State to already take a decisive win at home? I feel like I feel like this. Looking at stats, you know, just looking at numbers. Okay. The Boston Celtics, they they shot 37% from the floor. Okay. Golden State shot 45. Okay. I feel like defensively, I, I'm you know, I'm looking at looking at just numbers, just just numbers. Mm -hmm. Boston had 18 turnovers, only five steals. That is what killed them game two. Mm. That you know, and I look at game one and game two. I look at those as as feeler games. All right, I'm trying to see what you're going to come at me, game one, and then okay, I know what you're going to come at me with again. So game two is going to be a little bit different, okay? But game three, we, we kind of know what we're working with from both sides. You know, I feel like if Boston wants to give this series a run for their money, they cannot let Curry breathe. Mm -hmm. They can't let Curry breathe, and they can't let Clay Thompson breathe. And then you also got to look at it this. We got a new person in the midst. Hmm. You got to look at Poole. Okay. Poole has 17 points unanswered. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, 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 they, they got a lot of weapons. Right. And you, you have to bring it. You have to bring the defense. I mean, they was killing them in the zone. Mm -hmm. They was killing them in man. I mean, anybody knows that, hey, if you're playing that 2-3 zone, hey, you and you hey, you gotta put your hands up. You, you gotta have a long you, and the best thing about Boston, Boston is long. People really don't understand how long their their players are, and they're tall and they're young. Mm -hmm. it, it's a pro and a con to everything, but they have to play to their strengths. If they really sat down and really broke down a defense, I mean, they could really, I believe, this is just me. 
They could really overpower Golden State. And not only that, they have those young men that could keep up with Curry if they have to go into May. But they have to know this. They can't. They cannot let Draymond get into their head. Because Draymond is a modern-day Rob. He is. He's going to be one of those players. He's not going to score. He'll give you a couple points, but he's going to bully you. He's going to dog you. And that's what the commentators were saying all game of game two. He's just getting in their head. And they can't feed into his madness. If they keep on feeding into it, they'll never win anything. And it's not, it's, not a, it's not a physical game. It's a mental game when you play Golden State because you always got to be – you always got to have your head on the swivel. You always got to watch your six because everybody is always moving. Golden State is not the type of team that's just going to stand. You have to know who to guard and you got to know who the shooters are and you got to know who you're keying on, mm-hmm. especially for Tatum because there was a lot of times Tatum and Curry were – they were in that ISO set. And if you're going to be in that ISO setting with Curry, you cannot give him space because you're talking about a man that can shoot from every angle of the court for fun. Hmm. You have and to get for a profession. Ball. Yes, you can. Yeah, I mean, you 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 have you can't let him breathe. So we talked about it a couple of episodes ago, and we'll reiterate it again, Rich. And I think it's one of the, the things to really think about was when we talked about pool we talked about wiggins we talked about how looney was going to affect the game so with these players coming back and with them having pivotal roles if you get that effort from these role players from golden state is it just a fate to complete the golden state's going to just run right over uh the celtics in td garden Yeah, kind of, because if you look at the breakdown of both game one and game two, Boston starting five, uh, counted to, I think, 88 points. You care to guess what they had in game two? Nowhere near that. (laughs) I think something something to the realm of 50-something. There were 30 points off from where they had in game one. Okay. And, Okay. okay, all right, so... Let's let's play this tip for tat. We can go by saying, well, Boston did what they came out to do. They wanted to win one out of two. They got the one. All right. We don't have to play as hard. They're going to come out on fire or whatever else like that. Let's recoup, go back to the garden. It's a long series. We can say that. We can also say that Boston came out in game one. Al Horford, of all people, was shooting threes like he was Steph Curry, you know, and it's like, can he do that every game? Because he sure no. didn't do that in game two. Definitely not. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was just kind of like looking at the game, and I was like, if Al Horford is hitting threes like like their free throws, then then no nobody can beat the Celtics. But at the same time, uh, Golden State in the fourth quarter, it, it was kind of like I was watching them, and halfway through the third quarter, it was kind of like. Um, they felt like this game was in the bag and they stopped playing. And then when they tried to catch back up, it was too late. So there, there, there's a lot that needs to be determined in this series. But like you said, your, your core players are going to do what they need to do. But if you're getting performances 
like you're getting out of Al Horford from game one, if you can get those same performances like you got out of Jordan Poole, mm -hmm. then you've got an interesting game. I guess it's, mm -hmm. like you said, it's who's going to come out and really show what they, you know, as a team concept, what they got going forward. That's who's going to win pretty much. Mm -hmm. So we've got some, we've got the basis for how we think this is going to go. So let's do a quick wrap. Let's say now that we're looking at game three, what's the prediction moving forward? And M Train, I'm going to go with you first. I'm going to see what your prediction is for game three. And then moving into game four, what do you expect is going to happen? What I expect is going to happen is this. I feel like Boston is going to come out hot, especially in the garden. And, you know, and I feel like Golden State is going to try, is going to just try to run because that's what, that's what their strong suits are. They, they love to run. And I feel like go, I feel like Boston might run out of gas. I do feel like, um, I believe, by the end of game three. Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that because they're the underdog, but I'm just saying you're, you're talking about a team that's been to the finals time and time. And, I mean, they, they had a good run going, but, like, you know, like you guys were saying, you know, they were on a little, uh, you know, a little slow streak. But, you know, I feel like they know how to conquer some of those peaks and valleys. And I feel like they're probably going to take game three. I, I do believe so. Okay. So, Rich, let's throw it to you. What are your predictions for game three of Boston versus Golden State Warriors? I, I kind of like how M-Train explained it. Um, I was going to go the same route. I think that it's going to be a it's going to be a similar first half in both games. It's going to be pretty close, but I think at some point in the third quarter, Golden State just opens it up, and you're going to see where you have a younger, not as experienced team start to panic, and they may not have the gas to keep going, and it just gets out of hand uh, somewhere in the middle of the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth quarter. I don't see Golden State making the same mistake again like they did in game one and taking their foot off the gas. I think they just keep on going and throttling it through. Now, with that being said, is this series over? Not at all, not by a long shot. But I think as far as game three goes, this game goes to Golden State. Hmm. Okay. Well, I will take the contrary. I will say that in the Garden that the Celtics use their youth, their length, on the perimeter, they'll shut down what they need to shut down. I think they'll be close. I think you want to be in striking distance with Golden State until you get to the end, and then you can put all that energy and effort into the last five minutes to try and build a lead. If Golden State is not up by 20 with five to go, then there is a good chance that in the garden, with that home crowd, with that flavor, I think that you can get a Celtics win and then you're going to have a 2-1 series going into game four, which will force the Celtics to play tit for tat because you'll have a reinvigorated Golden State team that's going to come out. Yeah, Rich. Here's my problem with hearing everybody say how long the Celtics are and this and that. Hmm. And they are. They've got two centers starting right now. Right. And they're not out-rebounding anybody. That is your problem. I think they were tied in rebounds in game one, even though they won that game. And they only had one more rebound then the Golden State Warriors in game two, and they're playing the small ball game. Mm -hmm. So they're young and they're long, but they're not using it right now. 
because they're getting out hustled, outplayed, outperformed, whatever you want to call it. If it's a, if it, okay, you might want to throw it out maybe the refs because I've heard that too. We hear that in every season when somebody starts losing, the refs are doing this and that. But the numbers are showing. Golden State is matching them energy for energy on the boards and in the paint. And that can't happen, not with that small of a team. When you've got Looney out there, pretty much is your only big. I like Draymond. I do. But he should not be that. He is not Dennis Rodman as far as rebounding goes. And he should not be bullying and muscling his way out there, especially when you have two bigs on the court starting at the same time. That shouldn't. That cannot be happening. Yeah, it's one of those things where you say that Robert Williams or Al Horford is going to have to clean up their act and protect that board. You're going to have to go up and get those rebounds. You're going to have to get the 50-50 balls. You're going to have to do everything that you need to do to win this game because you cannot take lapses. There can't be any time off on the court when you're playing a team like the Warriors. It's just maybe Steve Kerr had a, a, a moment where he forgot how to coach in game one. But moving forward, I think when you start looking at Golden State, it is going to be a slobber knopper, a slapper dapper, a flume flapper. Yes, yes. It's going to be a hoom hopper and a flip flopper and a snack racker. That's what it's going to be. That's, that's what I'm calling it. This game three is a snack racker, and somebody is going to come out victorious. I don't know who. But doggone it, when you got a snack racker, that's all you got to do. You got to just go in and snack you need rack. To change your profession to a weatherman, like you just said. Of course, somebody's going to win. We know that. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to win. Well, I, you know, I, okay, every once in a while, somebody thinks like maybe somebody ain't going to win. Maybe it'll end up in a tie. I'm just saying, it's going. somebody's going to win. That's all I'm going to say. But you know the people who are winning? Those of you who are watching the sizzle, that's right. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle. If you have not liked this video and you have not liked the other videos that you've seen make sure that you go back in hit the like button and subscribe make sure that you're putting this in the algorithm right now so hit that like button share it with your friends share it with your family share this the sizzle the gift of love if you truly love someone give them the sizzle all day and every day you know who it is you know where we came to do you know who's in the building thanks to our guest m train and you know who's in the building. Rich Sizzle's in the building. G Sizzle, I'm in the building. And you know what we came to do. We came to bring you the hotness because we are the Sizzle. The hottest talk ever. I'm just going to say ever. That's what we are. And we will see you on the other side. You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. <laughs> Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.